early morning hair. Yeah, he was number two. Got like an old lady bangs in the front. Here we go. Yeah, you're right. Well, I didn't know Sean Watson went so high. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain Podcast, episode 88. Somewhere around there. Episode I feel like 80. that's always a question <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Listen, man, we'll lock down 100. That's about the only yeah. sure one we'll know about. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's 88. Like, share, subscribe. Creeping up on that 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, watched any of those? Uh, so the NFL for its 100th season, they, they've they been putting out these videos of the 100 greatest plays. Yeah, which one was uh, yesterday was Eli Manning. First off, how is Eli Manning in any top 100 plays? Yeah. But, dude, he put that one on a dime to Manningham. Yeah. And uh, the first Super Bowl that they beat the Patriots in. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he dropped it in between. You know, I think it was two. How long have they been doing these? These hundred ones? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just saw that one on Twitter. Yeah, because I thought we talked about how they were doing this a while back, too. Yeah, possibly. This yeah. is somebody retweeting it and, and talking about Eli Manning. I kind of feel like they have a an agenda to push Eli Manning to that elite status again, which yeah, they, you know, everyone kind of argues about. <clears throat> yeah, and I, listen, man, that dude. Well, there's a, up. there's that whole what gets you in the Hall of Fame and what keeps you out. Does he get two Super Bowls? I think just about get you in. Yeah, I, I like it or not, two Super Bowls. A well, quarter. How many quarterbacks have two? Are the, any of them not in the Hall of Fame? How many have beat Tom Brady twice in a Super Bowl? Right. Yeah. So you know, I, is he elite though? No, no. And he hasn't held up well, in my opinion. But well, he's old, man. Yeah, but he's, he's thirty, thirty-eight, <clears throat> thirty-nine years old. You know, I mean, he did have. I mean, he had a, a career where he was making Pro Bowls and mm-hmm. in MVP discussions and yeah. and all that. But his Super Bowls, the, the the seasons he won the Super Bowl, just got hot at the right time. Yeah, they yeah. they'd start off, you know, with six losses, and then when they were very complete teams. Yeah. Well, the defense kept him a lot, and that's really, you know, he did enough to to score and and win in the Super Bowls, but the defense is really what won. Is there any play that you think of that you can go back NFL-wise where you're just like, man, I will never forget this play. I remember where I was when I saw it. Yeah. Anything like that? Yeah, two of them, yeah. When uh, Larry Fitzgerald split the Steelers' defense. (laughs) That's on there. And then that stupid – and then y'all ran the same play twice. Like – I was I was a little ang- I was I was pumped that Fitzgerald scored, but I was a little angry because uh it was too soon. Yeah. And our defense wasn't stopping anybody. But you know, I remember my daughter was had just been born. She'd been born the Thursday or Friday before that Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh we were there watching it and in its entirety and it's a good game, man. Yeah. James Harrison didn't cross the goal line. Uh on that pick, but it is what it is. <laughs> Always something with you, man. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> Steelers defense actually was on a couple of them. One of the big plays was Demarius Thomas when he stiff-armed. With Tebow? Uh, yeah, when that, he stiff-armed yeah. dude in the face and ran, you know, yeah. for the big and touchdown. Then, and, but Tebow's the one who yeah. hit that 15-yard in route and yeah. Thomas took it the rest of the way. Yeah. He was on a uh, – uh, Denarius Thomas was on on a college football highlight. Yeah, um, I think I think when Georgia Tech beat Clemson. Yeah, something like that. Huh. So, oh, Tebow's been in the news. He uh, gave a very passionate interview about why he thinks players should not get paid in college football, and I didn't listen to it uh, because the first thing I noticed was how many mentions. There were that how many people are just like, we love you, man. We respect you, but you're wrong on this. The 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 heat for paying college players is getting to where just about everybody's on board with it now. It looks like. Yeah, no, you know who's not on board with it? The NCAA. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so come on, man. Your tuition isn't enough. <laughs> Listen, I here's here's my thing. You do get free tuition and all that, 
However, they do stipulate things. I mean, the the asinine thing about it is is they made a big deal about changing a rule that you can now give players cream cheese for their so you can give them bagels, but you can't. They have to pay for the cream cheese. <laughs> You it's a bunch I mean? of dumb stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And so then, you know, they made a big <clears throat> deal like, hey, we finally put cream, you know, cream cheese on that yeah. that list of stuff you can give players. And you can only give players so much so much food at a at a cost, you know, and, and at certain times and all that. Which I think's and then players can only work X amount of make X amount of money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so there's a you know I remember like talking, I had a job in college. Yeah, I, I remember talking to a guy at at A uh, and M, and his job was to he drive he drove to three boosters houses and and turned the sprinklers on and off. Yeah, I mean yeah, you know, and you're like, and then he can only make so much money. Was he making that much money? No. Yeah. But but the point being is 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 I think you should pay him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be what these guys think. They should be getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think any college player should be making six figures. Yeah. But I do think if you give them, you know, maybe, I and I don't know the magic number, but I would say anywhere, you know, between maybe a 1000 a month. That's yeah. 250 a week. Your meal plan's paid for. Your school's paid for. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'll get you gas. That'll get you, allow you to go out on dates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, because they can't work because athletics is a full-time job. Yeah. Here, here's something I, I kind of wonder too, is if you did pay these guys, um, how many of them would become boosters? I, I bet a lot of them would, um, who would send money back to the college once they got in the yeah. league. Yeah. Now you would have to. St- Cause think about that. Your college money comes from, uh, tuition and stuff like that. But a lot of the little extras and the perks like T Boone's picking just died. Yeah. Where would OSU be without a billionaire who wanted to give them money to support not only the school, but in specific their their football program? Yeah, no, I agree. And help them get to a status that they would have never gotten to. You know, they'd still be playing on a crappy field and having the second worst team right behind A&M, like always, you know. Um, but, you know, because that's what it was when I went to college. They had a crappy field. They were The only team that was worse than them was either A&M or Baylor, depending on what year it was. I mean, and they were a nobody. T. Boone comes in with a bunch of money and hooks them up. Well, you know, what motivation is there for a player who, you know, there's a few of them that love the university they went to and have a lot of pride in it and everything else. There's a lot of them, though, that, you know, they feel like they gave that university plenty, though. Yeah, and it's, and I mean, it's not really the universities that are, it's the, it's, it's the NCAA that's really... I mean, yeah. I mean, we're all, we're, we're not joking ourselves. If the university could pay somebody, they would. They would, would yeah. Because he'd I give think, them an advantage. Yeah. No, I do, and, that, and I think that's probably one you see. Hey, th- we're, we're acting like the universities aren't paying. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying, though, is, is I do think you have – I think the the biggest thing that you that, – the biggest issue you're going to have with it is regulating it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, think about it. If You know, I I, I do think it should be a flat Look, fee for everybody. Yeah. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. You're allotted to play now. You can't you now, can't pay one player more than the other in college. Yeah, that now, totally breaks the now, system. I'm not I'm not paying a kicker as much as I'm paying my no, quarterback. No, no. no you ha- you have to at that level. Yeah. Listen, like like when you when they, when you go on a road trip, you get a per diem. Yeah. Every player, whether you're a star player <clears> or the kicker, you get X amount of dollars for every day that you're you're on the road. Yeah. Uh, and whatnot. So no, I get that. So my point is now, I do feel. What you could do is possibly put it in a trust, you know. So if you're a Johnny Manziel or or something like that, who's you know whose jersey's just blowing up records, mm-hmm. then they should get a piece of that money. Yeah. Now, should they get it while they're in college? No. But put it in a trust, and then when they finish school and they're no longer an amateur athlete, then they get that trust. Yeah. I do think that should happen. You know, but maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm down with just paying them to pay them, and I don't think they should have to take college classes. If the if the university can stand to make money, I've always said make it a semi pro league for all I care. I, well, I, then just detach well, it from the schools. Yeah, then then <laughs> then just let them go straight to the NFL. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, or or create a. a I'm not minor a big league. fan of the NCAA or college sports. I just I never got into it. Not even while yeah. I was in college. See, I, I mean, I, I enjoy it. 
but I do think you need to give those kids the opportunity to, because the thing is, is like, if not, they're going to Peter Wark. It's just such a, because there's so many rules, it's completely crooked. That's the point. You know, because there's so many rules, it's completely crooked. I think you should be able to give them as much they, food whenever they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it's like the whole marijuana thing. Just, marijuana illegal doesn't mean people aren't going to do it. It just means that more and more people have to find crooked ways of going about and getting right. what they want. Now that they've legalized it, the world hasn't caught on fire yet. It's just the people who are going to do it are doing it. They're just not getting in trouble for it because it's easier to go around. Yeah. The, putting all these rules and regulations on colleges isn't going to keep them from doing well, what they want to do. They're going to pay players. They're going to give them things. They're going to do whatever they can to get the best players they can into their right. school. And then they're just going to hope they don't get caught. Yeah. No, there there definitely needs to change. First off, I think like a, it doesn't work. I think you should pay everyone a flat fee and just just be at that. You yeah. know what I mean? Thousand dollars a month. Here it is. You know, you can work during the summer, make X amount of dollars. Yeah. You know, and and, and all that, and and that's it. Just kind of you know rub yeah. your hands, you know, and and whatnot. Then you should you should be able to give them whatever they want as far as food, and whenever they want to eat it. Yeah. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having uh, restaurants around the university that support it. So if a college athlete comes in, then yeah. that helps them boost business. So if they give them a free meal and their date, whatever. I don't I don't have any issues with that stuff. Um, food's the biggest thing that they're kind of harping on is I'll go hungry at night because I can't afford to go get Taco Bell, whatever. Yeah. Like you should have a, a, a Vegas style buffet at the bottom of the athletic dorm and, and those dudes should be able to go in 24-7 and get an omelet or whatever and and, and yeah. be fed i mean and it's time we and it's time we got we you know we looked at these colleges and said look you guys are making a lot of money right and all you're doing is you're taking advantage of athletes and you're forcing regular students into student loan debt and the thing is is but with all that they're just parasites man with that but with all that leniency then you start then you need to up the ante on the on the punishments yeah if you know if you're if you're giving them all the food they can eat and if you're giving them an x amount of dollars per month then if you go out and you do take money from a booster you're out yeah you're gone you can't go to a community college yeah you'll have to go naia yeah try and get it to leave that way no i I, you see what i'm saying yeah no that we're gonna accommodate you on this end then we're gonna make it more stringent on this end on on that note i feel that no risk reward man i got you i feel that penalties should follow coaches yeah you know what i mean so lane kiffin breaks the rules at tennessee and he goes to usc yeah usc now inherits that penalty for hiring him yeah you know what i mean and and uh and you need to get more strict on that you do that i think you kind of clean it up a little bit yeah you know and and like i said man because most of these dudes aren't going to college because they care about getting any kind of degree they're they're trying to make it into the league because they have devoted their life to that. Right, but I mean, even, how focused were you on on your classes or versus man? If I could just get one good training camp where I get on a hey roster, man, I had a two point six GPA. <laughs> yeah, and and you know you're you're a, a guy who uh, who hasn't you know just completely shunned education. You're not well, afraid of education. That's the thing, my master's, but it's just like that's not my point. My master's was my GPA was over three point eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was listen, football man. was most important. Yeah. And that's what you were doing. It was and it was your goal. Football, and when that goal deviated because of your injury, you said I'll take re- this other route. In now. all reality though. Yeah. If I didn't have football, girls might have <laughs> I mean, I, I wasted so much time in college. Hey, man. man. I mean, I, dude, I, most I, 18, 19, 20 year old dudes say, aren't thinking about class. I thoroughly unless they're uh, unless they're just really um, college was a great time. Education oriented people. Yeah, it was a great time. But uh, again, you know, it's just you're right, though. But here's the thing, too. Football occupied seven to nine hours a day. Yeah. Not counting travel. Yeah. So, you know, I was in the, you know, we had film in the morning, you know, we had uh, practice in the afternoon. I had training room stuff I had to do before and after and, and mm-hmm. sometimes in the middle of the day and all that. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot. And my buddies and I talked about it uh, one day and we're like, man, if we didn't play football, yeah, how easy are our lives? Because 
we, we you calculate the amount of time you're in class. You're in class for three to three to five hours tops. Yeah. I mean, I was in class longer in high school than I was college. Yeah. And so we're walking around campus. Like I had a free time like a mug. I know. So as we're it is, walking, you're getting up the butt crack of dawn. Right. We're walking around campus, you know, and and you know we're just seeing people out there throwing the frisbee and, yeah. and living the the good. And we got to go. Yeah. You know, practice in the 100 degree Or when heat. you're doing your schedule and you say, all right, this class is offered at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. Man, be sure nice to have that 11 a.m. Well, yeah. Get but, to sleep in. But that's the thing. You don't. You can't. you're up in the morning, <laughs> you know. So you, you so what you try and do is schedule everything at the front of the day. Yeah. you All, so that, all the athletes that I had classes with had the early classes. Yeah. And they'd be in there like with their just hoodies on looking like warmed over death because yeah. right after that they had to go eat and then go to practice. Yeah. I mean, that, and so they were – they were never not busy. Yeah, I tried to schedule mine at the front, so when I got up to go do film, I could go to my three classes, be done by in chapel, be done by noon, eat mm-hmm. lunch, and go and get a get a good hour hour and a half nap in before yeah. practice. That rigid afternoon. schedule, very rigid schedule oh, for yeah. you guys. And, and, yeah. and, and listen, man, it was I was disciplined in that area, mm-hmm. so you know it's probably a good thing. Yeah, uh, but you know, it kept me from dropping out. Yeah. you know, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it needs to be structured or yeah. else you wouldn't be able to get all that stuff done. Yeah. Because if there's one thing you learn in college as a non-athlete, it is how to uh, get very bad at schedules. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, see, that's a, and that's in the off-season. I ran random, random midday naps at different times every day. I mean, you're on yeah. no kind of schedule. You're just... You're just kind of floating around, wondering why not more. You know, why isn't more getting done? You yeah. know, like I feel like I've not got enough time to do everything I need to do. But like you said, when I look back at it, like I only needed about five to six hours a day to focus on school, and I would have been a hero. Yeah. You know, I would add a high GPA and yeah. and everything else. But it just I'm trying to squeeze all this other stuff in, like watching Cartoon Network for two hours, and then yeah. going trying to find something crappy to eat. You know, go hang out with some buddies. When are y'all done? I'm bored. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Because, dude, I remember, too, we'd go on long road trips. So we'd leave Thursday. Yeah. Or whatever. And you come back and that girl you were interested in dating, you've been talking to a little bit, was dating someone else by Sunday. And you're like, man, dude, all, bro. All it took was one yeah. evening you weren't around. Exactly. A Friday, <laughs> Saturday night date, man. Yeah. You're dunsky. So, uh-huh. yeah, it was, like I said, it was rigid, but... Like yeah. I said, I mean, the structure helped. Um, and, you know, I did have to pass to, to stay in school or, yeah. or to stay eligible. So, But I ran track, too, in the spring. Yeah. Just, I mean, mainly for football, through the hammer. If I competed in any track meet, it was throwing the hammer. Yeah. But so more so of, you didn't run track. You, well, you, well, threw, okay. track. you threw track. <laughs> he threw well, track. No, that's, if I, that's if I competed in a track meet. But yeah. I would run, you know, but that was more for the conditioning part yeah. of it. than Dude, track meets are the worst thing in the world, by the way. <laughs> it's sitting in the sun for like 15 hours for one event. <laughs> it's the worst time of year to be yeah. doing anything. Uh, it's so horrible. And you do. You just sit around under a shade tree if you can find one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we brought a tent and... Yeah. And all that and had a cool zone. Man, we I was talking to the neighbor. Um, so our new neighbors, uh, it's a it's an older couple from Davis, Oklahoma, but um unfortunately they're both in uh in bad health. So they have uh a son and a daughter in law living with them. And uh-huh. I was talking to the son and daughter in law and just you know, we were talking about, you know, what we were doing and all that and I said, Yeah, well I went to OSU, you know, got a bachelor's degree, but not using that, so I went back and got an associate's degree. And she was the same way. She was like, well, yeah, I went and got a bachelor's degree, but I'm actually going, you know, to hair design school because, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do hair design. And he had done the same thing. I was like, man, that is our generation. We all went to college and got bachelor's degrees. And then later in life, in our 30s and 40s, we went and got some tech school, you know, certification or went back to school for a totally different degree, you yeah. know, and paid for it out of pocket while we're still paying student <laughs> loans on our bachelor's degree. So anyway, I was like, man, that's just kind of the, the the people in their 30s and 40s. That's just kind of our, uh, well, that's kind of our lot in life. Like most of us are either just getting finished with our second trip to school or getting ready to go to our second trip to school to our career change or in the middle of it, you know, yeah. and, and well, we're doing it when we got kids. And I don't, I don't think it's where our parents, a lot of them were going back to school because they just never went. Right. And I think that's the big difference is, is to get their initial career changes are common. 
people yeah. make them all the time. Yeah, it's just different because it's different now because where our parents didn't go, or they did go and they never had to make that second trip. Right, but but your your parents and my parents could get a job with a with a high school degree. Yeah, and then typically what happened is is they they'd go x amount of years, and then they would go back to school in order to uh, either change careers completely or you know advance careers or yeah. whatnot. And typically, uh, employers paid for that stuff. Uh, and then, and then when they did actually get the degree, it meant something because not hey. everyone and their mom had one. Want to hear a slightly controversial uh, take? Sure. Let's hear it. All the people with student loan debt, you know, because that's the that's that's about my generation, but more people younger than me. Oh yeah, y'all did that to y'all self. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I hate <laughs> okay. I hate that it was sold. I hate that it was sold to you, but you bought it. Yeah, you but, were told you could get this student loan, get through college and all this other stuff. You chose immediate comfort over responsible decisions. Yeah, but because I mean, it's hard to get through college with a job and paying for your school. And, and I realize that some people can't and then you have to get those student well, loans. But the majority of student loans were out there that so that people could live in a nice apartment, go out to eat every night. Dude, I scrounged for food in yeah. college. I scrounged. Well, outside of my meal plan, that's what I did. But I worked at a restaurant so I could eat. But and I lived in the dumpiest places where most people would not live. Yeah, no, I agree, but but I did too. But I took out student loans to to do it. But but I'm saying I think the difference it, I don't, the difference I don't, between being you no, know twenty five thousand dollars in student loan debt versus a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Is whether or not well, you kept going back and dipping out of the pond. No, you're right. And but here's here's I also I also blame the education system because your degree's not worth what it is anymore. Nope. Because like I said, me, I think it's terrible that they sell it to you, but, but in the end you bought it. Well, but here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I took summer school. My best professors were summer school teachers. Yeah. Right? Well, they got smaller classes. They can deal with you one-on-one. No, but the other better. thing, too, is it's typically those community college professors. There are some full-time ones, but yeah. most, of my, most of mine were after I got off work. I went and, and to school at night. Yeah. So most of my, my community college professors were people who worked the job mm-hmm. and then came and taught this in the evening as to supplement income or to make a little extra money. Yeah. Point being is, is those are people who are actually using the advanced calculus that I was taking on their job. Yeah. So when they taught it, they taught it in a way that was practical so that you, you can you can see the application of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's the issue is now what, what's happening is you have full time professors. A lot of these kids are getting liberal arts degrees. Yeah. You know, and then or you a business degree or, you know, there's a, a lot of degrees degree that aren't isn't that bad. If if you have a legitimate application, if you don't I, if you I don't go get you, your master's, it's going to get you about twenty eight thousand dollars a year. You need an internship. <laughs> That's the other thing. too. Is, is in business management. She does. All right. Yeah. But I'm just saying mine's in business. and I do great. But but the point being is, is, is college wise. What I was sold when I was in college is, yeah, go ahead and get an internship. You know what I mean? You have to have an internship with that degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's the only because if you get out without any type of work experience and just the degree, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. But you go to that internship, that's when they're going to bring you in. And they don't they didn't push that as much uh, when I was in school. Yeah. We, in fact, sometimes we had to go actually find internships. Yeah. Like well, I remember I had a professor going, "Hey, call this." Call the 3M plan or call FMC and see if they'll offer you an internship mm-hmm. and tell them that you'll write papers and it's free work and all that. Now people are getting paid internships. Mm-hmm. We just let we just let our our uh, herd of of interns uh, all just went back for the summer. But a lot of those, you know, one that that not helped get the internship, she just turned around and signed a contract. She's going to graduate from OU uh, this spring and walk straight into a a corporate career making yeah. some pretty nice change, you yeah. know? Uh, and so guessing she's not an average student. Though. She's not, but, but the point being is, is, is it was a booger to get her that internship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, she checks a ton of boxes. Plus she's extremely bright. Yeah. See, I'm an average student. 
but <laughs> but even then, an average student, if you can come see, I hate the whole average student stuff because there were some great students that were terrible workers. Yeah, you know. And then I was talking to one guy not too long ago because uh, we were in a meeting, so I was just kind of you know chit chatting with him, and he's like, "Dude, I'm a C student." Yeah. But he goes, "I don't test well." Yeah. But apparently, you know, from his understanding of the, the coding, he ended up getting an offer, I think. But it's like when you, he actually was sitting down and applying it, he was able to do it just fine. Yeah. But he doesn't test well, so he's a C student. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – we put too much emphasis on the grades when it's like, you know, this person over here may, may be a C average. Well, it's the experience. It's can he, they do the job. Right. He gets into the thing, and it's and it starts clicking for him differently. And it, that's the way he learns, and he picks it up faster than anything. Yeah, so he'd have been better off just going to work and working his way up. But you can't do that without a degree. That's Shame. the thing. You know what I mean? It's a vicious circle. <laughs> but, you know, like Corey was talking about a lot of these dudes coming in with tattoos and, and, and all that and not being able to qualify for the the police force. You know, a lot of that is the reason they want to change is because the police force is one of those things where the degree is more of just a – uh, it's just just a little piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have military experience or security experience and all that. That goes in just as much as the gr- degree. So you're going to find, you know, areas like that alluring or, or attracting a lot of these people with just random degrees that, mm-hmm. like a music degree. What are yeah. you going to do with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just think it's... But the problem is... is I think if you're going to have to take out a whole bunch of student loans, unless, oh, you're, yeah, unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer and you have exceptional aptitude for school and whatever else probably ought to no i yeah. probably ought to dial that back man yeah and i think it's just it's easy for and kids. it's your choice yeah. it's your choice you well, can choose not to go to school and you're talking about kids that have they're coming out of high school knowing nothing but school they're yeah. well, that's, you know and it's how easy is it to just go right back into school and mean, know and know what you're well, doing for the next four and, years and a lot of what you're going to do at your job honestly doesn't have anything to do with what you're going to learn in the books or what has to do the structure a lot of it is just the part of being into the social aspect of your job of can you function in our organization, which a lot of times is how you deal with people yeah, and how you deal with things like deadlines, how you deal with, you know, well, and, and, how you deal with when your work has been um, exceptional versus, you know, not exceptional, how you value your work. Typically, the people that get paid in, in most businesses I've worked in are the people who know how to, you know, make that extra dollar by, you know, whatever ways they've figured out. See, but I, th- I think the issue is is is, is school. Kind of be- your hustle. Schools become a big business more so than a, a learning center. Yeah. So they're not going to, they're not going to, you don't see a lot of kids failing out of school these days. Yeah. Whereas in, when you and I were in school, I mean, you could easily fell out. You no, man, class, I, they kicked you I literally was given a degree by OSU. Uh, so I went and started with a double major in animal sciences and ag communication. They were pushing the ag communication degree and talking about how it was going to be a great degree and all the benefits of it. Uh, about a semester into it, I realized that it was one of the wackest degrees on the planet. Unless you wanted to go work for Limousine Cattle Monthly and write magazine articles, for almost no money it was just a real bad degree so i was like well i'm getting out of that so i just trimmed it down to animal science well then the classes were hard enough and my work ethic was poor enough i realized pretty quick like man i'm not gonna be a vet you know what am i doing with an animal science degree so i started realizing you know what kind of jobs am i even gonna get do i want those jobs and that's something I guess I hadn't thought about. I was just thinking, oh, I'll get this degree and it'll pay well, whatever it is. And it's like, will I be happy doing it, though? And that kind of st- kept going over my head. And then I kind of started pulling away from college and my grades went down. Plus, I was doing other things that I shouldn't have been doing. But uh, then I finally went to an advisor and I was like, look, man, I need just to get a degree and get out of this place. So he looked at it, he goes, well, your kind of classes are all over the place because you changed your major a um, couple times so uh he's like look here's what we'll do we'll just put all that together and then take a couple business classes and we'll give you a business degree and man with like like you said like a whatever the minimum gpa is they yeah. they just kind of patted me on the bottom and got me out of there took my money and got me out of there and gave me a degree and uh you know it, well they, i was I mean, like man they should have just kicked me out of school <laughs> obviously and that's, and that's i mean 
And that's that's what should happen. Then I went back, you know, to get but, my associate's but, degree as a grown man, and you know, I don't. I think I had one B. That's all know? I'm saying. Like, I think you should kick kids out of school. Hey, yeah. college and free. I do think one. You shouldn't be choosing a major at 18. No, <laughs> sorry. You know, I mean, you've got so many pre pre work. Hey, if if you think that you would make a good doctor because you have bad handwriting, <laughs> or people is, tell you you'd make a good lawyer because you like to argue. You're you're missing the point by should, a long way. You should you should take all your prerequisites. <laughs> I think there should be a class required of freshman and sophomore where the class simply or not even a class. It could well, just be a, a where you actually go and you sit that's down. That's still hand holding though, Josh. What we need to do is people just need to go out and get some experience and figure it out for themselves before they make these well, kinds that's of decisions. Fine, but but my point is, is is there's nothing wrong with knowing there are some some you, jobs that require a degree you you can't groom a kid for their life they have to figure it out okay that's my opinion no i agree but you know my thing is, is, is that's why josie's gonna go to tulsa welding school and that's what i'm saying <laughs> there's nothing wrong with she's going gonna to, be a pipeline fitter listen I, dude i know i know i know parents that i work with where they're like my kid's going to more norman yeah. learning how to do this by the way a welder can make easy 70 to eighty thousand dollars a year oh yeah <laughs> No, you're right. You know, go to community college. Yeah. You know, there's not, I mean, the thing is, is, is night school is, is so much more accessible these days. Yeah. You know, go, go pay $300, take one class while you, you know, work while you yeah. mow lawns, whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think if you had the means to go to school, it's, it does teach you the deadline stuff and all that when, you know, but I think everyone should be fired from a job too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been fired. And hey, you got to you got to learn to hear the word no from someone beside your parents. No, you're Did you right. hear about Demarcus Lawrence? Uh, uh-uh. you know who he is, right? Hmm. Okay, you don't watch the Dallas Cowboys or know anything about their oh, legitimate he, he defense. That, he's that dude who told that kid. He that told that kid. He said wrong jersey. jersey. Well, they they uh, so they kind of came after him about it, and uh, and anyway, so he his uh, his reply to that was look. He's like, I don't apologize for what I said. There's nothing wrong with telling a kid no. That kid needs to learn the word no from someone besides just his parents. That's part of life. He goes, my kids have to hear no all the time. Well, and uh, and then anyways, and so he's like, so no. He's like, no, I don't feel bad. I'm not going to apologize. It's not a big deal. He's like, there's a lot of cow- kids out there wearing Cowboys jerseys that didn't get an autograph either because I don't got time to give everybody an autograph. He said, so I don't apologize for anything. Maybe that kid will get a Demarcus Lawrence jersey for Christmas. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> he right. He was gone. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have any issues with him telling the kid no. No, man, you know what it's I mean? fine. Hey, you know what? The dad should have laughed it off, looked at his kid and said, well. Get, dude, you were talking trash to him the whole game. What you know <laughs> did you think was going to happen? You were cheering against the dude <laughs> the entire game. What do you expect? That's a great learning experience for the kid. Like, That's what it's like to be real. Maybe you should try that instead yeah. of going up to, you know, some going up to Russell Westbrook with your Steph Curry jersey and say, can I have an autograph? Yeah. Yeah, look at you say, no. Yeah. Wear the right jersey, son. Dude, why do you want a dude's name, man? Yeah, that's dumb, too. Dude, dude's yeah. literally writing his name on something for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I guess unless you're like one of those dudes who goes around getting autographs and then selling them. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. But is that what the <laughs> But still, why are people buying them? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, why do you want something? Now, the memorabilia stuff. You know, yeah. if it's valuable, like, would it be cool to have like a, uh, a Nolan Ryan baseball would be sweet. Yeah. Or, opinion. or like a, a Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth, someone who's no longer alive and those things are becoming relics. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. But dude, he, he's anyways, long story short. Yeah. There ain't him, nothing wrong with telling that kid. No, you're going to hand him a program. Yeah, He should have pushed that kid in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Take him by the forehead. And I, do like the fact, I do like the fact you told him wrong Jersey. Yeah. Cause wrong it's like, Jersey. it's like, Hey man. He gave him his reason. He didn't no, just ignore him. But here's my thing. If you're a cowboy in the Meadowlands rooting for the Cowboys, surrounded by Giants fans, you've earned. Yeah. You got to sit in the comfort because you lost. They lost. Yeah. And they got waxed. Yeah. So you got to sit in the comfort and the misery with everyone else comfortably. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have anyone. Yeah, you may have this little cowboy fan here or there talking trash, but you didn't have the – you losing – as a group, is a lot easier than being the only one who's losing. Oh, yeah. You know, if there was a Cowboy fan there and the Giants were winning, you know, that dude had to be uncomfortable for the entire game. Yeah. So, I agree. You got to sit comfortably, talk trash to me, root against me the entire time, and then you want me to sign something for you as I'm getting on the bus to go 
You know, because, dude, after that game, dude just wants to go home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, I get the whole, like, oh, it's kids. We should give them, you know, no. great experiences. No. Like, no, man, it's good. I hey, guess what? Guess what life's going to tell them? Yeah, man. That, no. And, and you know, this isn't traumatizing. I'm sorry. It's just it's not traumatizing. If anything, parents have to learn how to laugh. When their kids want to do something stupid, like ask a dude wearing a different jersey for an autograph. And if he does get the autograph, I look at D. Lawrence like, I thought you were a little bit better than that, honestly. I thought you told him no. Was it Barry who put, who was who was it that showed a picture of his son with Kevin Durant wearing a uh, Kobe jersey? That was that Matthew Barry, man. He's, I don't know, man. He's wrong in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And guess what? You got a. Kevin Durant jersey. No, man, I shouldn't have to put my name on something and to he make said, you a he fan. Ma- he made a comment that uh, Kevin Durant told his kid, uh, uh, we got to get you a new team or something like that or get you a get different you jersey or yeah. something like that. And uh, I tweeted back to Barry. I said, actually, that was KD talking to himself. He does that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's but you know what the point? Like, if Durant wants to sign that, fine. That's on Durant. Yeah, if he wants to, fine. If that's guess what, what you're about. That's not the standard. And no. guess what? I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to give you something for you to become a fan of me. And every Cowboy fan on the planet loves D. Lawrence for that. Yeah. Loves him. No, you're right. Loves him. He. You're right. You want your defensive guys to do that. Yeah, I don't have any Now, if Dak Prescott, yeah, man, he can be more diplomatic. You well, know? He's, he's a dick. But I want Listen, my defensive guys mean. Like I said, man, I didn't, I didn't know who <laughs> you were talking about until you said Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Right? He's obviously not the face of the franchise. Yeah, you know Dak Prescott's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Plus, if I'm Dak, if Dak Prescott, I'm signing everyone's crap. Yeah. Because I'm about to fade into obscurity. <laughs> y'all, have, well, it's not even that. Y'all haven't paid me, yeah. so I'll put my name on every potential team. Yeah. <laughs> jersey from here on out. Winning fans exactly. in every land. Exactly, because I gotta, you know, play the game. Yeah. You know, D. Lawrence, he he's he's the one who signed the huge contract. Uh, maybe. Anyway. Maybe. But the point being is, is he's is, a bad man though. Anyways, well, he's not from Notre Dame, is he? I don't know. I don't know. He might be because so. he, he's not the one who 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 tore his knee in in the national championship. And, and yeah. Anyway, how many of our listeners you think are still stewing over my controversial take? Probably a couple. I apologize, guys. Dude, I mean, I, again, <laughs> man, it, it just it's a sore subject. But it comes down to because it choices. affects your life so big. Listen, if you think a politician is going to pay them off for you, they're lying to you. Yep, <laughs> yep. They just, you know, they just want that vote. Yeah. Guess what? Their kids get their student loans paid off. Ain't they'll, it? They'll figure out a way to to finagle them in there. But hey, and by the way, asking someone else to pay off your student loan or expect them to—that's begging. Yeah. So go ahead and think about that before you do it. Yeah, like I said, that's another I'm, controversial take. I'll go ahead and throw no, out I'm there. Just saying, but, but the thing is, is, is is here's my thing. Just give me my money back. Quit taking so much money out of my paycheck. I'll pay my, you know. Hey, man, if you run your credit card up, you ran it up. Right. But if my, you overpaid for a bunch of but stuff, here's my point. you still did that. If you're a politician. Bible says pay your debts. I agree. But if you're a politician. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want to you wanna earn my vote, give me my tax money back. Right. You know what I mean? Lower my tax bracket. And I'll use that money to stimulate the economy. Because yeah. that's what they're saying. If they don't have student loans, they can stimulate the economy. Hey, give me back the money you're taking from me first. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, And that's the, you know that's like what Beto talking about buying AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Like if you really think about it, it's like he's going to tax you to turn around and buy the guns off of you. Yeah. So you're really just paying him to take the guns away from well, you. Well, and yeah, they're just. With it being an election year and everything else, there's just so much propaganda flying around out there. People claiming they're going to do well, stuff they're never going to be able here's, to do. Here, here's, the, here's how it works. The DNC is crooked, right? There are some legitimate candidates over there that I would never vote for, but I kind of I have respect for. Mm-hmm. And the fact Tulsi Gabbard is one where I think she's, for the most part, I think she kind of buys into some of the prop, the pandering a little bit. But for the most part, she's very outspoken. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with everything she says, but she's, I, I do kind of believe that she's in it for the right reasons and she's not part of the, but she's not getting any type of traction mm-hmm. because she's not part of the monkey show. Yeah. Listen, man, the DNC has already picked their candidate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not Beto. Yep. Beto's job is to go out and push the second amendment as far to the left as possible mm-hmm. so that when the candidate that they want 
comes in and argues with them, they look more moderate. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? If that's where they're going with it, I guess that would make sense. I mean, yeah. they, they, but they they have an mo of doing that. Yeah, you know, technically Bernie should have ran last year uh, yeah. in two thousand or last election instead of what's her name. Yeah, don't kill me. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bernie, what a joke! Oh, but, but that's what I'm saying. He's a joke too. But but the point being, and I think part of it was is they thought Hillary was the was the candidate. But I think Bernie was supposed to go in. And push this socialist agenda to make Hillary look more moderate. Yeah, and it backfired on them because college kids are stupid right now, and yeah. and and Uncle, you know, they want an old man who makes you know makes feel like Grandpa's in the White House, and so yeah, that democratic socialism uh, agenda really caught traction. Yeah, you know? I don't think it was supposed to though. Yeah, do you feel like it, that's yeah. the same thing that happened with uh, with the Republicans uh when Bill Clinton got elected and Ross Perot came in or you think he was just totally a, a wild card Ross Perot yeah i think Ross Perot uh you think he's a wild card he's i think he's a lot like trump right now yeah i just don't i think i think he was the that version that day's trump we just weren't ready for that we still believe the media and we still you know had a two party things have yeah. shifted since then yeah which you know we have a distrust for the media so he Trump. always seemed just a tinge off, though. Who's that? <laughs> Ross, Ross Perot. Perot. Yeah, yeah, but but again, but again, if Ross Perot had Twitter, right. how wacky is this guy? Actually, but here's the thing. But if Ross Perot had Twitter, would we? Where would we be? Because yeah. because the media tried to paint Trump as being a tinge off. Yeah, and he turns around and tweets like, "Hold up, you know they they quote him, and then he'd post the entire interview. So listen to this in its context, and you start to see, hey man, there's." There's obviously an agenda over here. Yeah. So was the agenda to make Ross Perot look a tinge off? Does that make sense? I, I don't know. Back then, media controlled everything. If you control the information, you control the masses. Yeah. And now you can't control the media. You can't control the information. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's too too easily accessible for yep. everybody. I mean, dude, I saw homeless people in New York with cell phones. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, information gets out quick mm-hmm. you know and so i mean you like i said you follow twitter and and just you catch a, a headline on twitter and you're usually a day day and a half ahead of the the regular news cycle yeah uh just based on you know an eyewitness saying something or like that so uh that's that's kind of where the shift is uh and i think that's why you know maybe parole would have been more successful today than he was back then just because of the access we all have to information now yeah i don't know but yeah, anyways. It's, but they're not going to pay off your student loans. No, probably not. Probably not. And you're going to get ripped off if you sell them your guns. Yep. Yep. And. And universal health care is. There won't be one conservative that sells a gun back. Not a single one. Well, do you hear about that one dude who said my AR-15 is waiting for you? Yeah. And then they're like, "This is a death threat." Oh my dude, that was But that's like the the. Well, if you try and tear down the Constitution, it should be. Well, that's all I'm saying. That's the whole reason for the Second yeah. Amendment. Yeah. You come and try and and, and infringe on the Second. Yeah. Uh, or on the constitutional rights. I Guess mean, what? I know. I know that. I know that the. You know, and what's going on right now is they're, you know the. It's a culture change that that they're trying to create. They yeah. and so they you know they hate the culture of over my dead body, you know because they want they want all the people that they feel like are in their way you know and this is you know just all the the people who are the extremely liberal Democrats they they want all these other people out of their way, and and so they hate that that attitude and and everything. Yeah. So they want to push a, a globalist agenda. Yeah, well they you know? and they, yeah. they want to they want to create a people like what you have in California right now. Yeah. Which well, is just a hodgepodge and, mess of and criminals not, and unarmed people. And peoples. I'm not here to say that one's right or wrong. I'm just saying right now what you have is the reason it's such a head to head is because it's it's they're trying to effectively make a culture change. They want American culture to drastically change across the board. Well, it's and, European and, is what and, it and is. And it's people who who are claiming oppression because there are oppressed people but a lot of these people are just claiming oppression they're not actually oppressed no i agree and they're in in turn trying to oppress the other side so they're trying to fight oppression with oppression which is you know who's oppressed right it's now? just backwards you know who's oppressed straight white males <laughs> <laughs> okay i was gonna I was gonna say no, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. And I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent serious. I, no, I get where you're going. Yeah. I'm just saying right now that 
a, a legitimate you want to show uh, in re, you want to show legitimate oppression yeah hong kong chinese that's what yeah. i that's where i was going to go with it too. the asians the, the asians are being more oppressed than anyone right now because they are legitimately being held out of college they're they're being denied yeah. scholarships that they've earned right and things like that they get openly made fun of for just being Asian no, I'm by comedians about, and everything. No, I'm talking about Chinese, the people in China right now. Oh, you're talking about actual are, people are, in China. Yeah, yes. literally oppressed. I'm talking about just in the United but States. But I'm just saying, go, go. I mean, you follow, uh, it's on Twitter, but, but you go follow it. I mean, police are beating these people for protesting. Oh, yeah. No, China's extremely backwards, though. It's always been that way. Yeah, there's so, a handful they're, they're of rich. Com- there's a handful of rich people that all live in Hong Kong, and everybody else is like living in a whole different century. Yeah, yeah that's how communism works. That's called, <laughs> com- that's called communism. <laughs> and that's the thing. I now. mean, really, you all know, the power and money is in there's one people, little bubble. There's people working in a sky-rise building in Hong Kong who mom and dad are still using an ox to plow their fields. Right. And using a wooden rake that has a wooden head on it. Yeah, and you have a group of people in America pushing for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's that should be a sign. That that's the best part. Bernie's like, I think the people in Hong Kong are so brave. I'm like, you realize they're protesting everything you're running on right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. that's the I got you. That's the hypocrisy in what you're saying. You know, they they're they're singing the national anthem. They're carrying pro-Trump signs, mm-hmm. and then that, that uh, Boris Johnson uh, from the UK. Have you seen that dude? Uh, no. I'm not joking you. This dude is legitimately Donald Trump, the English version. Oh, yeah. Go Google that dude right now and look at him. Is he trying? Huh? Is he trying to be, though? Or is it just he just no, dude. has the misfortune of looking just like that cat? Dude, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> but, what, but, what's his name? Boris Johnson. But he he's but he he run he ran on the same platform that Trump did. Yeah, you know Brexit's the big thing, getting out of the European Union. They want to go back to the pound as, as the national yeah. currency. Listen, which is that because they, the only thing that they benefit from the union is they get to help everybody else out. Yeah, because they everybody get to take relies on everybody on, else's debt. It yeah, devalues their money. Because you know Ireland Ireland fought and fought and fought like we want our independence. And then they finally was like, well here you'll give you your independence like, oh no, we can't afford it now. Oh wow. <laughs> that guy has a terrible haircut as well. <laughs> so <laughs> so that picture. All right. But the That's the um, biggest slap in the face from anyone who uh Oh wow. <laughs> hey and he taught I mean he's he's running on the same agenda Trump did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wants out of Brexit by Halloween. Yeah. He's a very nationalistic. He's like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna make decisions that are best for the UK. Yeah. Now, if you come in and negotiate with me, and we find a common ground where you can benefit and we can benefit, that's what we want. Yeah. But we're not gonna sit here and just take it. That's why they want it out of the European Union. Yeah. You know, because now we can control our own economy, and and if everyone does that, then then we're good to go. Yeah. You know, I think Putin wants that as well. You don't want people meddling and. In the Russian business, people need to be meddling in their business. I don't though. know, man. I don't think I'd want to meddle in. in well, Russian that's stuff. that's the problem, though. Somebody needs to be keeping them honest. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't meddle in Russia stuff. Those people slap each other for contests. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're they're a different breed of people. Yeah, you know, just but but the, you know they have those slapping contests here. Yeah, there's a video of these yeah. two. I think they're both native guys. Yeah, you know who wins? And Russians. Do, is it? But anyways, this one dude, he rears back and open hand slaps his dude and knocks him out. Yeah. Knocks no, I, him dude, those out. Are, those are great those are great videos that I enjoy watching. Yeah. Um I I think about it like, man, my hand stinging would my dude, could you imagine your hand at the end of that day? At oh. the end of a tournament, just knocking the I'm thinking more about my face. The spit pe- out of people. <laughs> I'm more thinking about my face and just this large red whelp by the end of the yeah, day I that's mean, just that's, on the side of the it. The side of your face is just swollen. Just stinging like you got... Remember when you get paddlings in school, man? And, yeah. uh, you know, you just... No, it, never got a paddling It turned hot, and then, you know, it kind of started itching. Um, you know, that's that's how your face I got, would be. I got paddled at home, but I never got a paddle in school. You never got a paddling at school? Dude, I don't think you understand how, how good a kid I was. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really not joking, man. <laughs> And it's border- too early for y'all to be hitting me with these kinds of things, man. <laughs> Borderline angelic. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm every parent's dream as a kid. I bet. Oh, man. That's why I'm, that's why I'm a little distraught in the fact that 
I got four like my wife. I got three like my wife. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, your poor wife. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. You know, you're probably right. You probably didn't get paddlings because the instigator never gets in trouble. That's what's <laughs> going on. No, that's, <laughs> that's a valid point. The instigator never gets in trouble. That's it's, a valid point. That is. Oh, man. So, anyway. what about what else is going on? Let's get back to some local news. Well, you got the fair. Yeah, Corey's been working that thing. Dude, yeah. how... how how trash I've gone I've been to the Texas State Fair. Yeah. Which is is a lot bigger than the one here. Yeah. And that's I don't like that one either. Mm-hmm. This you know, the the OU Texas are you, game. Are you anti fair? Yeah. I am too. Yeah? Yeah. I don't the food you know, I don't. I can't eat the food anymore. It's gotten worse every year. But well, I can't just, eat it. They're just all trying to one up each other with what can we deep fry. Well, and I don't know if it works the same way at the Texas uh, State Fair, but they have like rules. Like the State Fair controls what food is being sold out there. Oh wow! So no, I went. I went. I went to a stand that had fried. Like last night's goal was just to get fried Oreos. Mm-hmm. So I go to one that says you know fried Oreos, and I go up there and I say I want you know an order of fried Oreos, and yeah. then he goes, Well, I'm not allowed to sell fried Oreos at this event. And I was like, but that's like all your sign says. And she's like, well, I can do fried chocolate chip cookies. What? And I was like, you know, I'm here. Fine. Whatever. I'll do them. I watched her take chocolate chip cookies, like great value chips ahoy, dip it in pancake batter and fry it. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. No flavor at all. Yeah. Dude, there's. Yeah, it's definitely Texas. Oklahoma State Fair sucks. There is a dude. There is a dude. And and usually when you see the whole like the little news clips on Facebook or whatever about the guy who's frying Dr Pepper or frying butter and all that, yeah, that's this guy. Yeah, and he literally that's all he does. Yeah, invents fried no things. The Texas State Fair. Oh, well, oh yeah, the Texas State Fair. But that's all. That's his job. Yeah, he works that the entire week. And then he spends the rest of the year trying to figure out the stupidest thing he could fry, <laughs> and that's what he's going to market the next year. You know what I mean? And yeah. he has all the other fried stuff, and he's got one of the biggest, you know, booths or whatever in there. But, uh, but yeah, man, from that standpoint, it's just like I, I remember watching an interview where he's just like, someone calls me up and like, you should try this, and it's the, the most asinine thing you could think about. <laughs> like someone's like, you should just fry a stick of butter, and so he did. Yeah, and people just ate it up. Yeah. You know, he, you know, it's, I mean, it's going to kill you. Yeah. That's I mean, so wild. You yeah. should have a. I think probably the best fried thing out there is either the fried mashed potatoes or the deep fried macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Those are the two best ones. Yeah. See, I, uh, I'm kind of a traditionalist, man. I just go with a corn dog. Yeah. Corn dogs are my Corn favorite, dogs are good. Man. Dude, they have a Captain Crunch corn dog where the batter, <laughs> they dip it in batter and then roll it in Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's just like a sweet batter is really yeah. all it is. Uh, I don't want to veer off the fair, <laughs> Too much, but um, what is the snow cone stand that is over uh, over in more um, Schmexies over off 12th Street by the splash pad? Or maybe it's not 12th, it might be even further up. Yeah, it, like it's the little Chandler. green trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's Schmexies. Well, no, no, not the trailer. It's, I think it's like Schmexies. The brick and mortar. Yeah, the, it's, it's on Janeway. The one that, yeah, the one on Janeway. Oh, the, yeah, which just north of it's anyways, like, it's like more snow or something yeah. like that. Yeah, anyways, you know, and they more get a lot ice. of they more get a lot ice. of business from you know the splash pad and just people yeah. driving through. Anyways, they have a corn dog that's uh, dipped in like waffle or something. And, oh, that'd be good. And it, yeah, yeah, and it the way they do it, it's it's one of the better corn dogs Dude, I've ever had. Check this, man, my buddy. It even has like the waffle imprint. It looks like almost like a waffle cone around it, but it's not it's not crunchy like a waffle cone. But yeah. it's not fluffy like a waffle. It's somewhere in between, and oh, it's really good. good. Yeah. Dude, speaking of snow cones, my buddy uh, <laughs> is friends with a lawyer, and that lawyer filed a class action lawsuit against. He was he was brought in as the main guy to file a class action lawsuit against because he he did it with the 1999 tornado. Yeah, he sued insurance companies that were trying to jip people on their their uh, payouts. Yeah, and then he was brought in as the big cheese on the Katrina in Louisiana and made a ton of money on that. Mm-hmm. Just, just dude doesn't have to work anymore. In fact, he's working on a lawsuit right now. I think from what I understand, he was working on a lawsuit where you sue insurance companies for payouts on your car. So if you buy a new car today and you insure it, they insure it at the brand new car rate. 
Mm -hmm. right? But your car depreciates in value. Yeah. So when you do have the wreck five years later, you've been paying insurance on the full value, the full value of the car, but they're not giving you the full value of the car. That's what he's working on now. And he can, because he doesn't need any money. Yeah. And that would be fantastic for us. Yes. I would. I'm okay with him getting rich if he pulls that off. Yeah, I agree. You know what's funny about class action lawsuits, though, is the only person who makes real money at the end of it is the lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. 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 My my payout from Apple was $40, and I probably lost $250 in payments on the deal. And the the big part is, is, now the Katrina and all that stuff, is these people were getting what they were owed. Mm -hmm. And then he was given the excess on top of that. So whatever the judge rules... You know, if you're owed two hundred fifty thousand, but your <laughs> single ruling was a three hundred thousand dollar ruling, mm-hmm. then you got the two fifty that the insurance owed you, and then he got fifty grand. Yeah, and then you do that with hundreds and hundreds of people, you make some nice coin. Anyway, he said there's this this little like it's a Scotch and steak uh, restaurant uh, that's very exclusive. Uh, Stoops is, yeah, has been seen in there every now and then and all that, but. It's just really all the big money of Norman, mm-hmm. uh, and you 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 have to know about it. You have to have some coin, and to get in, you got to have even more coin. And uh, he was telling my buddy about this place, and he said, "You know who the dude who walks in like everyone goes to shake his hand?" He goes, "You know how he made his cabillions? <laughs> Snow cone stands." Yeah. Yeah, snow cone. I think stand. you've told us about this guy before because yeah. you said he owns all these little snow cone stands around town and just yeah. rakes it in. Yeah, off because of them. think of ice markup cups, yeah. ice. I mean, you're. I mean, at that more ice, you pay three dollars for something that probably costs them a quarter to make. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably if you add in all the the expense of of overhead and all that, you're probably looking at a dollar. Yeah. So this dude's pulling two hundred percent on everything. Yeah. You know, so if it costs him $100,000 to run that one stand, he's making 300000 on it. Yeah. And so, you know, and he just has them everywhere. Yeah. He said, dude, he, he goes, I would argue that 90% of every snow cone stand you see uh, in a trailer, that dude owns. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, man, back to the fair. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of a traditionalist. Just the, just the corn dogs usually what I get excited about. Um, but They do have good corn dogs. Cheese it, on a stick is my, my I, jam. That, no, that is good. That is real good. Um, but I don't go to the Oklahoma State Fair. I don't like big fairs. See, I grew up in a small town, and our small county fair, I loved going to. It was fantastic. But I don't like the big fairs. It's crowded. The I enjoy the rides a little bit, I'm not going to lie, even though I tried to get my niece when she was younger to go on a ride with me, and her mom said no. And I was like, what's the deal? And she was like, I don't trust the people yeah. that put those rides together. Lacey, I know they I know they look rough, but hey, sir, you can't even take care of your teeth. But I told her, I said, I said, look, I said, look, Lacey, understand about those people is they do this every day, man. They're professionals. She said they are traveling drug addicts. Yeah, I'm not letting my daughter ride on. No, dude, it was it was it was hilarious (laughs) last night. Just me and my buddies are standing there, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was a video of a roller coaster. It's the one that spins and goes upside down and then spins around. Have you seen the video where it snaps? Yeah. Oh, it wow. goes up, it snaps, and then when it comes down, it just launches people all oh, over the place. Oh, my god! I mean, four or five people died. A bunch of people oh. got injured. And uh, Getting killed on rides is the worst. Well, this thing was shut down all night. Yeah. Well, then they start testing it. And the second they start testing it and they turn it on, like all these you know mid-20-something college kids start yeah. showing up, getting in line. And I'm sitting there talking to my buddies, and this girl comes up, and she's like, hey, what, what, what are you doing? Are you about to ride it? And I was like, nope. And she's like, well, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just waiting for it to all come crashing down. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And I was like, are you going to be the first one to hop on there? She's like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> oh, But you know, the Oklahoma State Fair, a couple little fun facts about it. If it is not rained, you can guarantee it'll rain on the fair. It, it rains on the fair yep, day every one. year. Day one of the fair, get your rain. Every year, I don't. I would like to see the history on that. In fact, too, because it was study. I don't think it's ever not rained on yeah. the first day of the fair. Uh, the other thing is, I have never experienced it, but apparently there used to be this clown that was at the fair. Talk and he was trash. in a booth, and all he did was talk trash to people. He, he, it was a huge dunk tank. Like he'd be like fifty feet in the air, just about. Like yeah. he was way, way up there, and had a huge pool underneath him. And people would come up, and they would just talk trash to him. And he would talk trash. And dude, he was good at it. Yeah. Like you would, you wouldn't want to take your girlfriend up there. Yeah. Because he would belittle you to the point where she would probably just walk away. <laughs> I mean, he was good at it. No, he, he was I, a professional. I, but I heard he was he was extremely good at it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, it was very. Uh, 
no, it was not kid friendly joking yeah, around. Yeah. But that was back when you'd get away with stuff like that. Now everything's so PC, he he couldn't exist anymore. Dude, I would enjoy. Well, I that. heard he got stabbed by someone that he made mad. Oh, I t- would totally believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard someone found him and stabbed him. I would enjoy that. the The problem is is the walk from the car to the dunk tank. Yeah, and the garbage that you have to walk <laughs> yeah. through. Dude, there's so much white trash. Well, oh man, it's glorious. And you know, it's the best people watching you can do. Dude, dude, like they need to do People's Affair instead of People's Walmart. No, so the the Lost Ogle did it for a couple years. Yeah, and I don't know if they're doing it this year, but uh, one of my buddies actually made the list of like pictures from the fair, and what it was is five cops standing outside this pulled pork stand, and it was like it was something like pig stand is what it said, and they're all like, uh. and I was like, how do you idiots get caught looking at that sign like that? Uh, I'll have to try and find it here in a second, but dude. It, it's hilarious. No, that's good stuff. That's man. good. That's a good joke, though, man. It's, it, it's, it's yeah, funny. dude. And I, I like the ingenuity. Yeah. Of it. Um. We pulled into New Jersey, man. There were three <laughs> cops standing around. You know those? Um, at the airport, they have those um displays that you you can measure your bag. Like, so your carry on should be this. Under the seat yeah. should be this bit. Dude, there are three, and then if it doesn't fit, that's what the the attendants use uh, to determine whether you can take it on or whether you have to check it, you know, whatever. Anyway, there are four cops with, like, M16s just standing around one of these things. I'm like, dude, they take that thing. <laughs> they take that back stuff pretty serious here. Hey, you're not taking that on the plane. Yeah, that's a jersey, man. Go ahead and check that bag, sir. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was kind of eye-opening, dude, walking around New York, seeing all the M16s, people just, you know. Yeah, Grand Central Station, uh, the airport, Trump well, Tower, uh, odd, for obvious reasons. Once but, you've been targeted, man, it opens dude, your eyes. Check this out, man. Uh, our hotel was just down the block from o- where ODB died. We really? Think. Yeah. Raza's uh, recording studio was just like really? less, less than half a mile from our hotel. Wow. And I'm like... I mean, not... Yeah, cool, yeah. but not cool. You know, I mean, obviously sad I, I, that ODB died, no, I, but yeah. Well, I mean, we went and looked at. That's a cool little, you know, history lesson, though. That's what I'm saying. We looked at Tiffany's and yeah, and we walked in and looked at Macy's, but we didn't go to Raza's recording studio. Yeah, that'd been cooler, dude. Yeah, itinerary fail, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You know, New York City should honestly be one of those places you don't do it with your wife. You know, your wife doesn't do it with her husband. Her and her friends go to New York, and then him and his friends go to New York. Yeah. That'd be better. Yeah, I, I mean, I would go as a couple, but I I see, I don't know if I'd split up or not. But I do think you need to A couple go. vacations should be like Jamaica, the Bahamas, well, I Cabo. But here's here's what I would say is is maybe... Maybe the dudes do one day of the itinerary and the, the ladies do another day instead of just one itinerary Nazi. Just When there's that much stuff to do, I don't want to do one thing that I don't want to do. I don't want to waste my time doing something that I don't want to uh, do see, when there's that much to do. I disagree because I thought Wicked was pretty good. You know, it was, it was, but, but that's something I would have maybe wanted to do. See, that's not but, something I would have done unless I was forced to do it. See, I'd probably preferred, you know, I always wanted to go and go like to the Letterman show back in the day. See, and that's, and, and you know, I'd like to go to Chicago and go like, I mean, Springer's not on anymore, but I like to catch, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jerry, <laughs> yeah. Jerry. You know, so you had those, those, <laughs> those things, but you're right. I would, I would like to, you know, I kept going, when are we going to TRL? Dude. You know, no, dude, everyone, what's TRL? Yeah. I'm like, y'all gotta be kidding me, man. <laughs> like my dude. My superior sense of humor is lost on you people, man. <laughs> I mean, it, oh man. That, so w- Jeff, you and I should go because our sense of humor is on the same thing. Yeah, I think we'd probably. probably Problem is, we we'd we'd be somewhere having a good time, and then realize like, man, I don't think these people like us a whole bunch. We better get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's they don't see the humor in what we're laughing <laughs> at. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> they think we're dude, jerks. That's what I'm sitting there, man. I'm sitting there like. Look at these two spectators. Dude, what you what laughing I'm saying, at? Man. I'm sitting there like just, dude, eat some of the stuff that happened on the subway. I'm just like looking around like, and dude, people are just sitting there in their phones like this dude's just going through like, oh, you man. know, doing whatever he's doing. And I'm like, hey. dude, this is, and they're just. Makes you realize how normal people from Oklahoma are, huh? Yeah. I mean, that is, there is some. Yeah. Legit, dude, New York. My buddy moved to Portland. 
And he was like, man, you know, he's like, I thought, you know, it'd be a pretty easy transition. Portland, he's like, but man, I miss Oklahoma bad. Dude, Portland's the Boston of the West Coast, man. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Found it on the Lost Oval. <laughs> Put that on the. Put that on the. Yeah, I don't know if you can read the sign, but it's what does it say? Pork stand? Yeah, it's kind of. I don't think the camera's getting yeah. it. I'm doing worse than Josh at this. Here, let me, let's try. It. I changed the exposure on mine. I'll give it a go. All right, see if it works. Yeah, no, not really. Turn okay. it sideways. There you go. Pork chops. <laughs> yeah, anyway. that is a pretty good one, yeah. man. And that's All my right. uh, that's my neighbor. But yeah, no fairs. If you're gonna do a fair, I would say go to a small county fair because. I enjoy going around, and, and I actually enjoy the livestock stuff, uh, the livestock shows and things like that. Um, taking Josie around, I want to take her around and let her see all the animals and everything. Yeah. Um, Norman's County Fair. All I need is a corn dog and lemonade. Uh, and then... Um, Cleveland County Fair was not too long ago. Yep. And then, you know, just a couple of rides. Dude, my yeah. son at the Cleveland County Fair one year, he, I don't even know if he was one years old yet. He might He might have just been turning one or about to turn one. <laughs> but... Wife takes him around to pet the rabbits and all that. Yeah, that dude just straight up Lenny to a baby chick. Can we the rabbits? We got a picture. Of, we have a picture of it. I, I I wish I had it, but it's 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 just little Gunner who was fat. Yeah, I, mean, I remember him being a chunky kid. little boy. He's not fat anymore, but he's a fat kid. And it just it just has a picture of this like look on his face like <laughs> dude, that big old mitt just reaching yeah. for that baby chick and baby soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. Episode eighty eight in the can. Is that an hour? That's an hour and five minutes, bud. Oh, all right. Anyway, appreciate you guys. We're out.